Grand Moth Tarkin. I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin' delicately curated long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in questionable audio quality increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Riley. Oh, Jasmine. I don't have an instrument to play. Uh, Jake, my instrument is my heart and eyes. <laughs> hey, it's Day Terry. Nice to meet me. Hey. Thanks for having us, Terry. Um, <laughs> guys, how are we doing on this fine Friday evening? Great. If I were doing Great any better, game. I'd be... Uh, yeah. Buddy, we're, we're all waiting for... If you were any better, you would be... I told you how I was doing. Survey says. <laughs> no, he, he's got nothing. Riley. Yeah. You're a guitar tonight. Uh yeah, I actually <laughs> put it down already. Um no, my oh, I good. I could be out partying on a Friday night having great yeah, fun. Yeah, you could. But I'm in my house recording a podcast. <laughs> and, Don't and, sound so gloom and doom, bud. <laughs> the good news Sorry. is there are four people in your life that are doing the same thing that right now. That is true. Very true. <laughs> are is he one of those four? Oh, oh, that's true. Well, you're in your own life, aren't you? I uh, I haven't checked recently. You should ch- – now, first of all, here's what we should do because this is a Star Wars podcast. It has been a little bit since we've checked in to see if we like Star Wars. <laughs> it has. Really? Let's all check in real quick. And then afterwards, we're going to go around the table and see if we think that Riley is a part of his own life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Riley, do you like Star Wars right now? <laughs> huh. Hard to – Hard to get a read on what that could possibly mean, but <laughs> music is good in my opinion, so I'm going to say that's good. Yep. Uh, Jasmine. Um, I just grabbed my four copies of the original trilogy and shook them at the microphone, hoping you'd feel something. <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know. Interpret that how you wish. I a lot, a lot of interpretive takes on Star Wars tonight. Uh, Isaac, give Isaac. us your kind of abstract dance version of how you feel about Star Wars right now. I took all six Blu-ray discs of the uh, original saga, put loaded them into a gun, and just shot it at the <laughs> no, I went no. to a 3D printer, and I printed out a cardboard George Lucas, and I just put it on my piano. Replacing Riley. the Beethoven headstone I had. We we are a Star Wars podcast, and we're going to check in on Riley's life later. But we, we've we got to do something, because there's been some news. This is an emergency broadcast, by the way. Emergency, emergency, 911. Dial your nearest <laughs> operator. And uh, we will have a little five-second pause for everyone to dial 911 real quick. And after you've done that, just hold your podcast up to the phone when the operator answers. And just play them the rest of the podcast. Um, and the also, Joe Rogan experience. What's this supposed to be? This isn't an emergency. This is just a podcast. <laughs> That's <Okay>. bad. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to talk about rebels. We should say that. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about rebels, which you saw. What by kind the of title. rebels? The we're rebel going alliance. To, we're going to talk about it so much and so passionately. The title of this episode uh, is "We're going to talk about rebels." We're talking about Rebel Yell by Billy Idol. Oh boy! And listen. <laughs> Do you know what's interesting is that is the brand of whiskey that I'm drinking is Rebel Yell. <laughs> that is true. Prove it. 
Well, I'll take a picture and send it to you. Pixar, it didn't happen. Okay, I'll do that after I'm done hosting the podcast. Anyway, before we get to Rebels, we have to briefly... We don't like to dwell on the news. We have to do a brief news gun ray. Like underwear. My lord, is that legal? I don't think so. That's good news. No need to report that. What? Now describe what you meant when you said that. <laughs> well, there's there's three traditional types of male undergarments. Oh, briefs. You have I get your it. briefs, you have your boxer briefs, and your boxers. The briefs are the tightest. Boxer briefs medium. Boxers loosest. Back to you, Jake. Go to beundies.com slash GMT promo code talking. Uh... We should say this. Um, you know, we have been looking to get sponsors for a long time. And so what we've started to do, we did it with thriftbooks.com. We've done it with half-price books. We're just going to start promoting things that we want to be our sponsors. Um, we're hoping people will just start using the coupon codes and that they'll see that these weird coupon codes are coming in through their site and uh-huh. maybe that they should just make them, you know, legitimate. They're like, you know what? This is actually <laughs> generating a lot of business. We should contact these people. So this week's sponsor um, is Star Wars. No, it's MeUndies. <laughs> no, we're doing this Check for out. real. I want people to actually go to MeUndies and put in the promo code TALKING. And I want people to actually go to StarWars.com <laughs> and put in me undies uh, into the taskbar. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that they get a kickback. Um, hey, why are we doing news gun ray? Oh, because <laughs> on International Women's Day, that was, that was yesterday. yesterday. That was yesterday, and on that day, time for 364 days of men. <laughs> a non-woman was announced to do something. That's what happened, right? Yeah, Jasmine, describe what happened on International Women's Day. <laughs> I don't really Day. know. what. What's his name? John Favreau? John Favreau? Favreau? <laughs> John Favreau. <laughs> I don't know. Not Favreau. Favreau. No, Terry. It's right. pronounced Favreau. Okay. It Terry. looks like Favreau, What's he doing? He's a... Uh, okay, so this dude, this male, is uh, this male. <laughs> going to create a, uh, a live... At- oh, wait. He's produ- writing, producing... This MailChimp writing and producing writing producing a live action Star Wars TV series, and that is literally the end of the news. Yep. But well, no. All joking aside, I'm actually excited for this. They're but actually, to not, not put the joking but... aside, an important thing is that Terry had a really good pun on Discord, and I think he should share it with the podcast listeners. Oh, my pun was <laughs> more like John Fave Bro. And you yeah. see, I spelled the. I just did F A V. You know, on the internet, sometimes you put F-A-V and it says fave. You don't, you don't have to put the E at the end. We we know. The people people are know, generally, know. in this day and age, understand they see F-A-V and means fave. In this day and age, by the killers. Sure. So Straight anyway, the, the killers are writing and producing original music for Star Wars. <laughs> you heard it here and first. You heard it here first. Um, that's an exclusive you can use the promo code exclusive killers <laughs> Star Wars music at meandies.com. Go to killers.com slash grandmoff talk and use promo code exclusive. Please go to starwars.com and meandies.com and just search exclusive killers over and over. <laughs> <laughs> and just see what happens. All right. All right. Because, because come on. If, okay, come on. Come on meandies.com, if they see more than 10 search queries for exclusive killers, <laughs> They're going to start doing some inquiries. They're going to be curious as to what's going on. Do you know how this? You know how this uh, episode is like Star Wars. You know how Star Wars rhymes. 
everything's yeah. kind of, uh, it's like poetry. We've wanted this to be a tight episode, and briefs are the tightest form of underwear. <laughs> That's true. Good point. You know what I would this say? If this podcast was Star Wars, it would be the Canto Bite section of The Last Jedi because it is kind of a mess, but it's ultimately great and it, lo- it looks good. <laughs> and most, some would disagree. But most people hate it. And, but yeah, most people hate it. Most people wish that it didn't exist, <laughs> but we like it a lot universally on this show. Um, Pretty soon, bat-eared horses are just going to start busting in the windows. And you know what? Because we want to actually jump into the podcast, I'm going to say there is a winner – of the five-way blast-off. There is. But we're going to save it to the very end of the episode because we, we that kind of podcast? start talking about Rebels. We do need to talk about Rebels. Let's let's talk about Rebels. Because Some people say they need to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about Rebels. <laughs> A lot of people are saying that three years ago when that movie came out. Pardon me? <laughs> I, Riley, there... I understood your Thank reference you. and I stand Was by it. I'll fight to the home... death for your right to make it. Was there another Home Alone I didn't see? <laughs> yes, that... Uh, that movie's about Kevin Anderson. And people who need to talk about him. Cat- yeah, I believe Peter Greer is in that movie. Yeah. There's no way of knowing. Um, now, I'm going to tell you what happens here. We got what together. Happened? Well, about two weeks ago, we got together and recorded a month's worth of podcasts. We said, good, we don't have to talk to each other for at least four weeks. But then, we d- we didn't know that one of the greatest pieces of modern art in the history of America, perhaps the perhaps the entire world, certainly the known universe, would happen, which is that the, the Rebel series finale. Leonardo da Vinci is officially a, a pile of trash uh, who deserves no further recognition in the history of art because Dave Filoni made the season finale of Rebels. Oh. We're going to talk about it. Okay, Today's modern then, art, more like tomorrow's modern boxes. By Tom York. <laughs> And I feel like I'm actually going to be the odd one out in this podcast now after to, that introduction. Well, I may have been using hyperbole. <laughs> Go to modernboxes.com slash GMT and enter promo code Filoni. I'm going to tell you something. If Tom York gets one more download of that, he is going to be suspicious. Like, why now are they suddenly listening to this? Because nobody listened to it at the time. Uh, people took a strong stance against tomorrow's Modern Boxes. Um, guys, what did Pitchfork say? They have decided, I, I think, three years ago that, you know what, uh, we're, we're just not going to like Radiohead anymore. No, and, that's uh, too bad. It's a shame. But you know what? They have to have five things that they like. And they just they didn't make the top five <laughs> for the past five years. Hey, five-way blast-off coming up later in the show. Well, like pitch now, five, not pitch four. Bad. There's a spoiler alert up in here. I want to start with, uh, let's go in, in order of names of on the intro to the show. Riley, mm-hmm. what did you think? Let's, let's say first, what did you think of this season as a whole? And then what did you think of the finale? And try to do that within 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I, Take a reasonable amount of time. Okay, twenty minutes on the clock. I um, <laughs> I liked this season a lot more than I think you did, Jake. I feel like last time we talked about Rebels, you didn't like season four, or maybe it was season three. You didn't like. I don't know. Oh yeah, you're mistaken. It was season three that I was oh, disappointed okay. in. 
season four. And season four had not started yet. Yeah, to to me, it has gotten better with each season, um, and that continued with season four. I thought it was very very good. No, this season I I feel has was better than the previous ones. There was less um, quote unquote filler episodes, even though they made a they made a point to say at least in the Rebels recon that, you know, haha, jokes on you, there were no filler episodes, like with the whales and such. <laughs> but, Boy, but, I'm going to tell you, I want to interrupt your, your time. Well, don't. Um, to so, affirm what you just said and agree <laughs> with you, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you keep talking. Thank you for doing that. No, You're welcome. There is always... Good job, Matt, interrupting him. <laughs> oh Thank you, Jasmine, for uh, thanking me. And uh, I think that we're doing a great job, personally. Not uh, interrupting. And, not with the not interrupting of Riley, mm-hmm. who um, there so he is. They they can say all they want. Hey, I no just understood filler. the bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they can say all they want that there are no filler episodes, but that we know that there are filler episodes. But I feel like season four was the most um, forward moving season, where it always felt like every episode was important and something important happened to get us to the end, um, and we'll get into details more I'm sure but I got way more emotional over things that happened in this season than in any previous season and mostly that's because we've you know had four seasons to build a relationship with these characters great season of a great show I can now confident I've been saying it for a while but now I can confidently say I I think Rebels is better than the Clone Wars by far Mm. It feels more uh, cohesive, and it ended at the right time. I'm I'm sad that Rebels is gone because I enjoyed watching it, but I also am glad they made the decision to end it when they did, so that it could have a nice solid ending. And there's that's all I have to say for now. Boy oh boy, do I love it when me and my my good pal Riley are able to agree on things. It doesn't happen very often, so it's nice. <laughs> it doesn't. We have to really kind of bask in these moments. Yeah. Baskin Robbins. That's they that's what we should call these moments. We should. Or like oh, Baskin Bowman. agreement. Baskin yeah. Bowman's. And then there's and there's Terry. Jasmine, what did you think of this uh this season? And then the finale in relation to it. Well reasonable minutes on the clock go. You know, <laughs> you know I think I generally liked the season. I I don't quite remember every episode because I watched them a while ago, um, but there were some things in the finale that kind of disappointed me. They felt a little not thought out, maybe a little rushed. And I know they're gonna say it's not, but I just there were parts of the finale that I really really loved, and parts that I'm just like, all right, you're just trying to make, you're just trying to fix your story that you ruined in the last like you messed up in the last season and now you're trying to fix it now. Oh. I yeah, I really I really don't think everything has been planned like step by step. I think he messed up writing stuff and had to fix it at the end. And I still like some of the decisions that happened out of that, but not the way we got to them. It just seemed a little forced to me. I do really love how it ended, though. I mean, it's a great ending, and I'm hoping for more content on these characters as a whole. Um, but I don't know. I did. I really like the show. I don't know if I can 
put it above Clone Wars or not. I do agree that it's more cohesive, but that's just because you're following the same characters through four seasons, through every episode, basically. So, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm not going to say I'm all in on Rebels. Like, it's not my favorite piece of Star Wars media, but it was good. I'll, I'll say it's good. Don't yell mm. at me. <laughs> we'll all yell at each other after okay, we launch. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this is the way of things. Uh, Terry slash Isaac. Hey. First of all, how you doing? Hey, buddy. If I was doing any better, I'd jump through this microphone right now and kiss your smack on the jaw. He finally said what he would be doing if he was feeling any better. Um, I guess you are usually the last in the lineup in our introduction, but I, I said your name, so you should go right ahead. You know what? I'll respect the process because you're the host. Call me the Joel. That's Embiid. very nice. Thank what am you. I calling you? <laughs> the process, Joel Embiid. Oh, that's... Of course, right? <laughs> that's a reference I understand. Thanks. So um, I will say overall season four, Probably was my favorite season. Like looking back, season one was it was fun. It was kind of serialized. Season two, I feel like had some like the had when you start with the Siege of Lothal and you end with Twilight <laughs> of the Apprentice. Those were really nice bookends. And season three, I'm still I'll go back and watch that at some point and see how season four kind of informed it. But yeah, this season, I remember at the Rebels panel at Celebration, like. They kind of promised that this was going to be one big cohesive story. And I feel like they delivered on that for the most part. I feel like there weren't too many divergences. I remember specifically the episode where um, they are attacking that one ship and there's just like some bad guy of the week who was operating the ship and they were trying to like take it away from him. I, I forget a lot of the details mostly because we it's are kind of not truly real fans on this show, we should say. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's because that description could have been about anything. Well, and, and that's the problem, I think, that that was a lot of the. You know what? Fair. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the episodes of Rebels that kind of went over my head were kind of like that, where it was your bad guy of the week who like, oh, we need shipments of this, this and this. <laughs> and so Zeb would say that and then they would punch him in the face and then end of episode. But other than that, though. I really like this season. The uh, the half season kind of ended on a nice little cliffhanger with Hera getting captured. And the second half of this season, it really was. I- I'm interested also to go back to see if it felt rushed because they just aired all the episodes almost all at once. Or if it felt rushed like because it was actual like maybe writing that didn't satisfy me personally. But yeah, I I was very happy. With the ending, like it's my favorite part of Star Wars typically is when they explore the different facets of the force and obviously the way this show ended. I maybe this will be the last thing I say, then we can get into more maybe. Jake thoughts. Maybe you never know. <laughs> more Jake thoughts, more broad thoughts. But I they finally paid off on the Loth Wolves because that was my biggest gripe with the season up to that point was literally every single episode would like the middle part and the end part was just a loath wolf, like staring at Ezra in the eyes awkwardly for five seconds. And they cut to commercial and I was just like, <laughs> well, why are you here? And then the loath wolf would stare at him and then you'd cut to a different scene and it would happen every single episode. And it was getting to the point where I'm like, I don't even know if Filoni knows exactly what these loath wolves are here for. I think Filoni might be Ezra in this situation, but it turned out <laughs> oh. 
they actually did have a plan, and especially the way it paid off in the end with like the 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 wolves kind of fighting for the rebels. That was pretty darn cool, if you ask me. So, so yeah, I was pleased. I'll, I'll consider myself pleased. Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> He's pleased. Um, I I have to say I I find myself in a in a Bendu like position of being a. Bendu like Beckham. Is that the position? Gosh darn it, guys. We were all about to say Bendu like Beckham. Well, we I said it, Riley thought it, and Jake just Can that be the actual name of the episode? Yes. No, it can't be because then nobody will listen to it. No, that's true. So I feel kind of like all of you guys. Season one I loved because while I like the Clone Wars, a lot of it. I did feel like it was too unfocused for its own good. I tend to like more serialized TV shows. And there was just not as much satisfaction in that show, knowing where all the characters end up for the most part. The most interesting character was always Ahsoka to me, and they wrapped up her story really well. So I loved Rebels at the beginning for just focusing on its core group of characters and really building them up. And that allowed it to do some kind of weird stuff every now and again. I was always really into, like, episode where they went to the Jedi Temple or the Sith Temple, really all the temples. And season three was a little too unfocused for my blood. It was so all over the place, and Ezra's character arc didn't go anywhere. And I kind of wondered if old Mr. Baloney would be able to pull it off, and he certainly did, I thought. I thought the last season was really, really good. I did think that it was a little rushed. Um, as far as as far as <laughs> <laughs> as far as Ezra's character arc went, uh, and maybe we can use this to just kind of kick off discussion. W- when we did our last Rebels episode before season four started, we just kind of went through the characters and talked about how we felt about them up until that point. Maybe we could talk about them as far as they ended up. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Fine. <laughs> well, the reviews aren't aren't wonderful, but they're they're solid. The last episode was really emotional. The last several episodes were really emotional, and they gave all the characters the send off that I would hope for. The one that I have the most mixed feelings on is the character I've always had the most mixed feelings on, which is Ezra. Can we talk about Ezra for a little bit? I insist. We have pals. to talk about Ezra. I demand it. And you know what? I will grant your demands. <laughs> um, you just take the floor. Wait, what? Off, talking floor you in the corner. It. No, I demanded Are you we? speak about Ezra. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do that. My feeling on Ezra this season was uh, at the end of season two, Dave Floney's like, I think that we should really explore the dark side in Ezra. That'd be a great thing to do. And then maybe through some meetings with executives or just through kind of self-doubt went actually i don't think i'm really into that and then he was just like no him and uh old canaan will just have a spider adventure in the second episode of season three and he'll be totally fine the rest of the season and after that i really didn't know where they were going with him and i guess where they went with him was that he just became a pretty solid dude (laughs) Who uh, took one for the team. 
Yeah, but didn't really... Didn't have, like... I don't know. It, it, it's tough. With Anakin, you know, exactly. He, his arc is very clearly defined, and you you can track it from beginning to end. Same with Luke, obviously. The classic hero's journey. I don't know exactly what they did with Ezra. Can well, I just technically can the hero's journey? Can I which may, started uh, as a little I kid on this but, lonely but, planet. But, but, got okay. a mentor, went on an adventure. Look, look. It makes you think that they're not done with Ezra's story. That's, well, that's how true. I'm viewing it. Makes you think. Yes. Can I say my point, please? Yes. You can. Okay. I demand it. He does not have a, a story that tracks like Anakin's or like Luke's, but I think that's on purpose because if we go back to my favorite episode, Twin Sun. Everything's on purpose. Um. Everything's on purpose, like a dolphin. Like exactly like that. But if you go back to Twin Sons, <laughs> Ezra. That's where Ezra realizes that he's not the hero of Star Wars anymore. He doesn't need the hero's journey. His is just very different. So I kind of like that he didn't have a big. I mean, he he had his triumphant moment, but he his path to get to the from the beginning of Rebels to the end of Rebels is very weird, and not a lot seems to happen with him. And Jasmine's probably right; they have more to to do with Ezra. But I kind of like that it was unconventional. I'm an Ezra apologist. Ezra apologist. Can I? I would agree with everything you said. Then I just do don't think do it. that it was, huh? Then do it. Okay. You would. Well, I would. I might. But I won't. I agree. Great episode. It's really bad. <laughs> I agree that his arc took like an unconventional route, but it felt because it felt like it was unconventional because the writers were indecisive and realized that they had kind of a flat character with not a lot of depth to him. And so they couldn't really do a lot with him. So they, well, it feels like, yeah, then they tried to give him all this depth all at once and then just like took it away. I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you. He's not, he's so wishy washy (laughs) to me. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he, ever since he, uh, for the past couple seasons, I feel like he's been on the, the local train. Not I mean, really, like season really four, season four, chugga, chugga, chugga. and that's kind of been his that's been yeah. his mission for the past two years. Even when, I mean, season four, he's pretty solid, but but even in even in three, I, I maybe I'm just missing. Yes, but I feel like three, he this a three all on this a three this a three all about Lothal. This a three. This a three. The rebellion is not. I'm just going to keep talking. How's it feel? Great. Really great. <laughs> great thing. But even when the rest of the rebellion isn't into uh, saving Lothal, that's kind of been his mission for a while. Which is the rejection that he got. He's like, let's save Lothal. And they're like, we are not into that. May mm-hmm. I piggyback? I was going to give a quick little. Uh, hey, I demand Jump it. on up, buddy. I demand hey. it. Okay. Hop. <laughs> so many demands. <laughs> if you're following along at home, I am on all three backs simultaneously. We're gallivanting through town like a few little whippersnappers. So I do think when you look at it in a vacuum, like we were introduced to Ezra as someone who had like a, a weird connection with animals. And his number one mission was to save his home planet and to like get rid of the Imperial occupation there. And the this series is almost the wild thornberries, but not quite. <laughs> We're getting there, Jake. Um, and the series literally ends with him like being strong enough in the force to summon all these 
animals to help him out and he's able to literally like lift up like the imperial occupation and get it out of his home so he he accomplished what he wanted to do so when you look at it that way if you like go if you watch the pilot and you watch the final episode you're like oh i'm sure everything that happened in between kind of informed this uh, progression and whether or not you believe that actually happened is kind of up to you. And I still don't know personally if that actually happened. You know, I, yeah, that's the one thing I think I really like about Rebels is that it's kind of easing the fan base into making the Force weird mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm hoping like with the new trilogy, because they're kind of trying to ease us in with The Last Jedi, and maybe the next one will just be even crazier. But that we've all seen Rebels by now, and we've all seen The Last Jedi that it won't feel, like, super weird out of nowhere. May I ask but I do question? like it. Yes. Okay. Do you think the name Ezra Bridger, did Dave Filoni have an idea of what he wanted Ezra to do way back when in the first place? I'm going to say no, because I never think anybody plans that far in advance. <laughs> what did he do? Build a bridge? He named, he named a bridge. The Bridge Between Worlds, the name of the yeah. titular episode. Dear God. I, I feel like it's only fair. <laughs> You've done it, man. I feel like it's only fair for me to join Jasmine in this and say no, because if if you told me that George Lucas had done this, I would say no. So I'm oh going boy, to say though, no, but, Filoni did not do this. But Dave Filoni, in every interview, he's like, yeah, I always kind of had this no. like, the idea no. because George and I were no. talking about no. the exact specific no. thing. Of having a black void with no. uh, random voices saying Star Wars lines in the background. No. But that kind of gets into, like, we're all storytellers. How do you Don't feel get about me that, on that. That may actually be my least favorite episode of the last half of the season. Which one? What are you Whoa. saying? The Yeah, the travel, force travel, time travel bridge thing. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I insist yeah. you expound. <laughs> Yeah, why, why did she like you it? De- you demand I expound? We're demanding I, this episode. I demand the expound. We officially as oh, uh, three people who are not you to expound. Okay. That one just seemed really like... I feel like the Force is just this thing that we really shouldn't try to show. Like, it's something that needs to just be there and exist, and there's these cool things we can do with it, and it just needs to be this thing we kind of don't really understand but always want to understand. And when you try to, like, physicalize it with this weird little string bridge thing in the middle of space, and t- it, it felt really just, like, not Star Wars to me. It felt like they were trying too hard to explain something, and I didn't totally love it. I liked the Force <laughs> string bridge episode. Um, theory? Rain theory? Sure. I really liked... I liked the visuals of it. I I think the thing I loved about it most was the adventure of getting there because I I just I loved them stumbling upon this imperial. See work, now that you know, part is totally cool. And, I'm fine with that. Yeah, the very Indiana Jonesy mm-hmm. thing, a very Splinter of the Mind's Eyesy thing. You're tickling my indie bone. Even the, the uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear the that. Music by Kiner. <laughs> While they were oh, messing Kleiner's with the music mural. This season, brief I aside. Hope, I hope Kleiner does the next movie Speaking that of a tight Williams episode. doesn't do. They should give him a shot to do something. Yeah, sure. I think so. He is than just TV. doing the Lord's work this season, I tell you. But, but he did, it, you know, they're, they're, I'll try and find the music from, from that episode, but when they're 
when Sabine and Ezra are looking at the mural trying to figure out how to open it and stuff, there's like a very clear Indiana Jones uh, callback in the music. Like a Raiders thing, right? Yeah, there's a Raiders thing there. It's great. It's very good. And I, the you know, use of 2D animation and that was really, really cool. And I, in general, and I liked that they went for a really strange concept. However... You know, what what Dave Filoni said was he wanted a place that tied all of Star Wars together. I get the appeal of that, but that Star Wars, when it's good and well-written, it already feels all tied together through I think... the themes and the music and the yeah. character arcs and lineage and so forth. I think the reason I don't like that episode that much is the main reason that I have a problem with this finale is because of Ahsoka. Like, I'm really, I'm really, really happy that Ahsoka is alive, and I've been calling it since day one that she's not really dead, whatever. But I also feel like he wrote himself into a corner, said, hey, this would be a cool thing to have Ahsoka's shadow walking in at at the uh, entrance of this temple at the end of that last episode where she fights Vader. And then he's like, all right, I want her back. How the heck am I going to do this? I just don't feel like he planned that at all. I don't all. know. See, I... They, I okay, no, 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 no. I'm not done Can I tell yet. you? I'm not done yet. How the <laughs> okay. heck does Vader survive that temple collapsing and she doesn't? He's a robot, man. Like, if they're, if they're implying that. He's a no, very it's not that it's not that she didn't survive it. He's it's suit. that what happened while it, before it cut away or after it cut away when in the episode we saw Ezra pulls her out because she's walking back into the temple like completely the way that she does at uh in the end of that for string episode so it just cuts away before Ezra like he always pulled her out it's just no. it cut away before we saw it no i understand what jasmine's saying like in the moment the temple is collapsing Ezra attempts to pull her out to avoid the collapse of the temple. Yeah. It collapses on Darth Vader and it doesn't collapse on Ahsoka because she is in the space world. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You are not saying that. No, you're Stop not saying that. Stop spewing lies, Riley. That's exactly that, what I just that's said. That's what Riley's saying. I, I was agreeing with Riley. That's what he said. Jazz and I ha- are on the other side of the table. I don't think so either. All four of us agree. Yet How is that not what I said? I said. Oh, I'm just saying, if you look at that episode without the season four episode, mm-hmm. it makes no sense. Yeah, that's because you didn't have the full context. So when you're saying that it wasn't the plan, that was totally the plan because... We see her walking back into the temple at the end of the episode where she fights Vader. So obviously that, didn't make, that didn't make any sense without the context of season four. So I'm saying yes, that that's had to what be I'm a, trying to say. At the point, I don't think he had it planned for the totally fourth time traveling bridge thing. I totally think he had it planned because, and I don't. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I don't like it. Well, I don't like tra- wow. time travel in my Star Wars. That's, I, I'll that's back our these bold words, those take of the week. I'll, I'll, I'll back you up on that. I, I will say, I think that he did plan it to a certain extent. And I yeah. also, I am so kind of tired of talk of when or if people have planned things in Star Wars, because one of the main things I hear as a, from like 
new Star Wars detractors is they didn't plan out the whole trilogy before they started it. They didn't plan it out enough. They just let each filmmaker come in and do whatever he wants. And to me, like, it, I mean, is it planned before they started shooting it? Well, then it was like, planned. And if I it's retroactive it, stuff, it's fine. So I don't really plan, care that his much. His plan was, I think, for to put this little thing in at the end of Ahsoka walking back in the temple to make all of us think that she might be alive or she might be dead so he can troll us for two years or whatever. And he just wanted to bring her back eventually, but he didn't quite know how. And then he saw this opportunity and he's like, oh, maybe I'm just going to do this weird thing that's never happened in Star Wars before and try to make it work. Nah, I'm going to disagree. I think I, I totally I, you might be point. right, but I think it, all that matters is whether or not it works for you. And it works it, for me, and it doesn't work for you. It doesn't quite work for me. I don't know why. I will say I mean, I, I've always been against uh, time travel in Star Wars because it didn't feel – that's like that's always been a Star Trek thing um, and not a Star Wars thing. But that being said, the way that it was done this season – kind of worked for me it's not see the way that it was done felt so time forced travel. for me i <laughs> i feel <laughs> that if a person is literally <laughs> traveling through time that it is time travel it is but it it feels different than someone getting in a delorean and going back yeah because there's these portals I guess so. and it was like my ancient aliens explanation remember that from discord i do remember that <laughs> i do not but well here is here is the whole like thing with Sidious being able to actually access one of the portals and attack them in this realm felt really weird to me. Like, why was he trying to get control of the physical cave or entrance or to the temple or whatever when he a when he had access to it in the first place? But he couldn't go in. Why couldn't he? Because he can't. Because he's but a bad he guy. But he could because he forced lightning But he couldn't because he's a Sith guy. He's Jasmine, bad. Jasmine, how does hyperspace work? That's Who cares? not the same. That it's is the not same. the same question. No, it's, it's the not same even thing. on the same level. It's the uh -uh. same thing. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. I do think that uh, nebulous time paintings that people can look into and stick their hand out of but not go through them unless they go through a painting in a wall is a little bit harder to understand than <laughs> hyperspace. I I don't think that it's the same, but I do it, agree no, it's that the, it it's the same. It's the same that it doesn't matter exactly why Palpatine couldn't get through there. All we needed to know is that Ezra was matter. the key. Ezra is the one who could get through sense. there, and Palpatine couldn't. It doesn't Palpatine matter. Had been but doing it is, research it on getting matter. through this portal. It just makes it all feel less solid to me. Nah. In the end, yeah. You just need I liked everything it for the. You're not happy. Fine. I enjoyed it. I think what Oops. Rebels, what Rebels has done though, and also with Mortis, where I think Filoni is really into kind of visualizing like concepts of the Force. So even like I, because he still won't answer the question of is Mortis like a literal thing or not, and that's all. That's always going to be, I think, up to the audience to decide. See, that's what I like, because I love the Mortis arc, and they don't actually say, is this a physical thing or a, a different type of Force thing? I like f the Mortis arc a lot, but I don't like the Force bridge string thing. 
They never really I say that's a physical place. Either. Let's let I mean, Terry talk place. because okay, Terry. He's been I'm trying sorry. to get in there for a while. For once, I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's not true. <laughs> but for once, Terry is not talking enough. I was letting it marinate. Um, Mark marinate. So that's why he's not talking. <laughs> so why it? I'll tell you what. Why this? Why the bridge kind of worked out for me? As I mentioned on the Discord, like. It is kind of like an ancient aliens, like magnetic magnetic pole kind of explanation. But in my head, the, the reason that I was able to reconcile it is like, you know, on Earth, they talk about how like there's different like the North and the South Pole. Like there's a lot of like magnetic points that are like strong. And so and that's kind of like into in Star Wars where you have like these nexuses of the force. You have Dagobah, you got Mortis and Malachor and, and obviously Lothal now because we've been there and it's got that portal. So. What, what I was worried about... I hate that we're all resigned is, to calling it Lothal. <laughs> Wait, Mark Thompson how, is truly this, decayed this is on moral fiber in ways I don't care to comment. What is it? Lo- what it's is it? Lothal. Lothal. Oh, oh, that is. But Mark Thompson has called it Lothal. Oh my deteriorated the English language. It's disturbing ways. But yeah, the, the, the thing is, I, I think they can't abuse this, which I think is good. I, I don't think we're going to go here very often. Because you can only access this portal from certain places, like you have to be at like a nexus of the force in like a perfect spot, and you have to have someone who like is actually able to manipulate the force in such a way to be able to get in there and to have that knowledge to get in there. And so I don't see us really going back there that much. So this you know, could I, can I, like I like that. I like that explanation. And now I want to watch that episode back and listen to um, all the quotes that are said during it, just to see if like those quotes are from. Um, time periods where something like big happens because I, I don't uh, quite remember. So the the one thing about it that kind of does I've just been thinking about it as as you all have had your wonderful takes, and it isn't really time travel in that although he is look he's walking around and seeing different points in time or just hearing them I guess he only sees Palpatine in a painting and Ahsoka, but. And I guess Kanan that one time. But he doesn't ever actually change anything. And I think that this is the, the place where Jedi go when they are meditating, when they are having premonitions of the future or the past. Premonitions. Right. The place that they're at does not appear to be a place where they can influence things, only where they can see things happening. Sort of like how Luke is able to see something in the future happen with Leia and Han. He wants to go save them, but he doesn't really know all the details. It's almost like when he was meditating and seeing those things, that's kind of the realm that his consciousness was existing in. Does that make sense? Like Ezra is walking in the physical space where all of these premonitions happen and you can't change it. You can't alter it. But you can have these little windows into these key moments. Okay, well, then how does Ahsoka pop out of one and then pop back into a new spot? I think because she... Now, I have to watch it again. But it almost appears as though she stumbled into it. Not that Ezra actually like grabbed her arm and pulled her into it. I might be wrong about that. No, I'm pretty I think sure she he reaches her hand in. Sure he yeah, he reaches his hand. Well, then everything I said is irrelevant. <laughs> no, <laughs> I apologize for wasting your time. <laughs> Am I allowed to give lost spoilers in this episode? Please, yeah, I whatever. wanted like to talk about years. lost so bad in relation. I demand it. 
<laughs> because I was going to say um, this series. I mean, this the the bridge kind of reminded me of the series finale of Lost, where, where when they're in like whatever that afterlife is, like they kind. I forget what the exactly the explanation is. You probably know it better than I do, Jake. But it's I, I, I'm certain I do. Certain. Certain. How did they How did they describe it, Jake? Tell me. So it's a place outside of time, like in the moments before you die. You know how people like see a bright light sometimes when they're dying. It could be any moment too. I think we should mention that. And it can be any moment. Like your consciousness just goes to this place, and you have an opportunity kind of outside of space and time where you get to kind of work through your troubles and, uh, you know, just kind of relive issues that you dealt with. And it's not a real place. It's not necessarily – it doesn't take place at any specific time. It's just like – it's a realm outside of time where the rules of time don't apply. But Jake, yeah, (laughs) I was thinking about Lost when I was watching this. And it, it kind of, I, I do think where Ezra was, once again, this is, I think we're just seeing kind of like the closest physical approximation of like a, a non-physical realm. And so I do think like in the cosmic force, it's not like time exists as we have it. Like, I mean, as we famously know, time is just kind of like a construct that we have in the physical realm to kind of measure like from one point to the next. And so... When you don't have that, I mean, basically, literally everything from eons ago and eons forward are all happening at the same time in this whatever realm we're in. And so I think how there's really no explanation beyond however you kind of justify it for yourself. I just have one last thing to say about this with Lost. and Because the more we talk about this, the, like, the more problems I have with this thing. Less <laughs> problems with it and I'll have less and then more. I'm being pulled between the the light side of Riley and the dark side of Jasmine on this. <laughs> but what what seems to be part of the implication is the lost thing where whatever happened happened. In Lost, there's time travel, but if you go back, you will only cause what's already happened. Like everything is paradoxical. You can't actually change anything. If time travel exists, it exists. And this seems to suggest that because yes, Ezra does pull her into this world but then he just puts her into the spot where we saw her at the end of season two so you could argue well, that's the other thing i don't understand is she, well, doesn't this, she run back through the same portal why doesn't this she is the, go with ezra this is the problem so you could view it as okay well whatever happens happens. you can't change anything but if that's true if you can't change anything then nobody has free will in star wars and whatever is supposed to happen will always happen no matter what and nobody's choices ever matter yeah, it's called the Force. Oh my and god! Don't sucks. isn't that the thing you hate, Riley? Yes, I do okay. hate that. So why that do you like doesn't this mean that's not what's happening, so huh? Why do you like Rebels then? Uh, because it's yeah. a good show. Oh. If I lived in Star Wars, I can would we, hate it. Can we talk about my favorite episode? Let's talk about things that we like. We've Let's only talk talked about, about one episode. Like, but I do time. just want to say that the Force is awful, and it is. It does do all these things. It causes wars, and it manipulates For new things, and everything is predetermined because of the Force, and it's No bad. one's made it this far, but Riley hates the Force. He hates the thing that holds life together, and he wants the world to end. He wants yes. Star Wars to die and the Force yeah. to die. I he wants enjoy everybody watching to die. Star Wars, but the Riley Force is, is the bad of our for show. the Star Wars universe. Alrighty. Okay, let's talk about things we love. I love Boy. not the Force. My yeah. favorite episode is probably the mar- the most heart wrenching one, which is the first one in the second half of the season where Kanan bites it. 
spoilers for Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> I think that we. I think that that the implication is pretty clear that we're talking about this like entirely. Yeah. I think we have a spoiler song. I'll put it at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. There There's a spoiler alert up in here. Yeah. That one. That one. <laughs> Close your ears if you don't want to hear a spoiler alert. And if you missed it, then you just heard it again. Everything. Congratulations. Okay, so I'm basically just going to read off what I said in Discord. So if people are in Discord, they've already heard it. But if they're not in Discord, they should join the Discord. Hey, and nice hear these thoughts before they're on the podcast. Go but, to discord.com slash talk and promo code <laughs> join now. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so as I have said before, I'm a huge fan of the Force Unleashed because of the way they basically represent the Force. Obviously, it's unleashed. Unleash it. Yeah, the way they unleash it is fantastic. And it's, it was kind of the first Star Wars media where we saw that happen before like in the movies and stuff it's always just feels so tamed except for the sith who just go crazy with it and it always looks that makes them look so overpowered compared to the jedi but like kanan did everything in that episode that i've ever wanted a jedi to do like i was actually cheering for him and clapping and like so happy so like when he pushed um What's the Nogri's name? I forget his name. Rook. I know he's in Rook. Rook. When he just like <laughs> when Rook like just charges at him and tries to attack him, he just force pushes him off the building. Like mm-hmm. that has always made so much sense to me because if you're a Jedi, literally no one ever trying to punch you should be able to punch you. And I feel like it just happens so much in the Clone Wars and the movies, and it just never made sense to me. Um like, and then when he just completely holds back the entire explosion at the end of that episode, it's just something I've been waiting to see since I've played those to see them on the big screen for so long. And it's just how the Force should be, in my mind, because, let's face it, Jedi are pretty lame. And what is happening? The Jedi Force is lame. bad and Jedi are lame? What kind Jedi of podcast is this? I think they we need re- to reset the question, do we like Star Wars? Yeah, no, I think I it was know. too interpretive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, but Sith, Sith always seem like, okay, they're the bad guys, obviously, and they're, oh, no. their brains oh, are stupid, but they use the Force in such like crazy ways. You know the Sith actually had some good ideas. So That's, that's totally what I'm hearing. <laughs> The Siths were great public speakers. Don't, Shut don't, up. don't get me wrong. Some of my best friends are Jedi. I just think that the Sith <laughs> got some things right. The Sith, Listen, the Sith just I've wanted order. We should hear them now. Okay. <laughs> okay, look. To me, it just seems like in all the movies and even in Clone Wars and stuff, it feels like the Jedi aren't supposed to use the Force at all. Even in like self-defense, like they just always revert to mind-tricking people and doing flips and stuff which is fine i guess but why can't you just force people away from you like put up a bubble of force wall and they can't even get to you and then star wars yeah just put up a force bubble it's fine so you like when they unleash the force but only when it's with physical things and not when they get weird and make a force bridge yeah because that makes no sense okay Yeah, that doesn't make sense. The force makes sense, but not that. I don't know. I'm just saying it's safe to say that the uh, use of the force in media is inconsistent. 
I, it well, that is. is true. People are only as strong as the the writers who are are writing them. Same as comic but it's books. why I also think that episode nine is going to be crazy because if they've just so- showed us this and we just got the last Jedi, which got weird, I think nine's just going to be absolutely crazy with force stuff. I um I hope it's not because I think then you you get into like power creep. And, like, then where does it end? Do you have someone, uh, I'm sorry, but, like, moving a Star Destroyer, you know, <laughs> crashing a Star Destroyer down onto I'm a planet? And then when that, that happens, like, do you pull a planet into another planet? Like, I think it should be, I, I think they should reserve these How? moments for exactly okay, what they did. Do any of I have that. an important question. Yeah. What if, in The Last Jedi, somebody is so powerful that they usually that they actually throw a planet into Chewbacca and crush him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you think that would have the same impact if Ray was na- name was Fart in the Last Jedi? <laughs> hey, impact. What if the planet. planet that crushed you his name was Fart? <laughs> it would have made um, a fart. Buy a Walmart. More fart. Okay, listen. Okay. I just want Jedi to use the Force and Kanan used the Force yes. for exactly what needed to be done and it made me happy and i i like it because i think he realized he was at the end of his life no matter what he knew what was coming i hope they reserve things like that for for that kind of moment because it's i i think it makes sense that jedi don't always do those things because if you try to do two things at once it's it can be hard to multitask so while you're dancing around in a fight to have the like I'm just throwing an what example kind of out there. If I'm talking <laughs> on a podcast and at the mm-hmm. same time I'm trying to send a message on some type of app, <laughs> sometimes it's hard and I lose my concentration on one thing or the other. You know, things so are spelled I, wrong. Things and... are spelled wrong, and it's it's hard to do. So if you are, you know, in the middle of a fight and you're trying to make a force bubble around yourself, it might be kind of difficult. I have always appreciated that, like in the Last Jedi. Luke is like his physical strength is exhausted because of how much he used, like how hard he used the force. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Yoda in your favorite scene of, in Attack of the Clones, he gets all tired after his little yeah. force and lightsaber battle. He was tired before. And, he's well, he's, he's, he's just a tired guy, and you know, I think it makes. I, I like what you're saying. Basically, I like the. The idea that Jedi don't constantly exert 100% of their force strength all the time. That would be like a soccer player who just only went at a full sprint constantly and only kicked the ball as hard as they possibly could. I have another nitpicky thing, but I think Riley's just going to yell at me if I talk about it. So Go for it. We need to be positive because this has been a weirdly negative episode. This isn't I mean, mostly not, from one corner, a, I've noticed. I guess it's not a negative huh. thing. Hmm. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Can we talk about? No, she wants to do gosh her other darn. Okay, do you do your nitpick corner? I don't like Jasmine's the corner. What's the opposite of a Jasmine's glimmer? Jasmine's uh, dimmer. Jasmine's dimmer. Yeah, yeah. Jasmine's dimmer corner. Dimmer corner. <laughs> <laughs> like how this episode makes it seem like this is the first time Kanan not yeah Kanan and uh Hera have like outwardly expressed how much they care for each other and then we find out later that they've already 
been together and have a did kid. You, did you do that sound? Oh, I, yeah, I did. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I was also curious. I, they've, they've I been, don't, they've been I know, together. I know. They'd obviously I'm, been together, but I don't, they hadn't said that they loved each other out loud. I know. The only thing that I, I, I know they've been implying it. I just don't like that they. What are we telling our children? Big gesture. <laughs> and then he's dead and suddenly there's a kid. I, I don't like that. Well. I don't know. I don't know. There there have been subtle clues for a kid's show for a long time. Like, the episode uh, uh, Ezra finds the holocron in Kanan's room. Is it the holocron or Obi-Wan's message or something like that? It, it might be Twin Sons, I think, where he goes into Kanan's room and finds the message from Obi-Wan in there. Um, and, like, Kanan's not in his room. Kanan's never in his room at night. So those, I think they're just like little <laughs> clues like, you know, what's happening. On well, the then where is he? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Kanan's never in his room. Whenever they're at night on the ghost, Kanan's not in his room. Okay, well, let's talk about things we liked in this last season. I had something I liked I was going to talk about. Go for let's it. Let's hear it. Well, I was going to say, what, what, one of the things I really enjoyed how this uh, wrapped up, especially uh, the stuff that Palpatine was in, we were talking about the Force before and uh, like how different people use it, like the Jedi and the Sith. And I think this these episodes were another great indicator of how the Force, I think at the and it's at the very in its basest form, doesn't really want to be manipulated at all, really, because yes, the, the the lesson we're taught over and over is like don't try to control things. I know, like, I think I heard Filoni kind of talk about that, like, after the episodes, how that's kind of just like a lesson for real life. You kind of, you, you run into trouble when you try to control too much or when you try to control other people's lives to make them, basically, when you're doing it for yourself, that breeds selfishness and so on and so forth. And so it kind of uh, applies to the Force, too. And so that's another thing that Ezra kind of learned, I suppose. He was able to pass that test that Palpatine put in front of him. He didn't try to go to his parents. He, he basically didn't try to change events to serve himself and so in in that way i i, I do kind of like that lesson and i i, I kind of when you i kind of like that force discussion too of does the force want to be controlled or not does the force even want to be manipulated mm-hmm. i kind of like that i like that too i like Can all I that s- helping stuff and having ian mcdermott in there even if it was just for one season was in like three episodes it was really great he Seen did him- a very good job yeah, seeing him also, like, knowing that he can go into his other form, too. He can still go into the old Chancellor form. That was pretty neat. Yeah. That was... that was. I, I wondered what Riley thought about that, because I brought that up on the Revenge of the Sith episode. Like, is he hiding his true form all the time? And then it comes out when, you know, the electricity with Mace Windu happens, and you said that you don't like any of it. You think it's all stupid, and you hate it. Yeah, you hate everything. I think you hate it's the Force, you hate the Jedi, and you hate his face, and you hate Ian McDermott. And you don't like Star Wars. <laughs> those were and, those were my exact words. Yes. Yeah, I was reading the transcript <laughs> of the show. Exact words, those. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something I don't necessarily love? As much as I love Ian McDermott, and I thought it was very cool to hear him say things like Ahsoka Tano and Ezra Bridger. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that the last episode of this show um, had a large section where it was like the Emperor 
tempting Ezra because it felt like for the ghost crew, Thrawn was kind of that equivalent to Ezra. Like it should have been more of uh, a showdown or some kind of temptation or battle of wits with Thrawn and Ezra because it was neat to have Luke go up against the Emperor because it it had been established and he had a connection to Vader to Luke had a connection to I didn't beyond him being the Emperor I don't think that you know prior to that those last two episodes or whatever Ezra didn't really have any connection to him I uh, guess ultimately the thing with the Emperor is he wanted to be in that portal like he wanted to have control of the universe it's kind of funny that like, I agree a super villain oh, wanting oh okay <laughs> a, a super villain wanting complete control of the entire universe is kind of like an ancillary or like a side villain almost in rebels like you had Thrawn and like oh yeah the best villain in the galaxy wants control of the universe ps that's kind of why it didn't work for me if if the whole last season was built around i guess it was you know what what i'm realizing is i need to watch this last season again because I don't know how I feel about a lot of things. I I think um, <clears throat> Ezra was never going to be a match for Thrawn. They're just they they're kind of living in different worlds with Ezra in the more, especially after Kanan died. Ezra in the more um, inner, I guess spiritual isn't really the word that I want, but he's not religious. He's not religious. He's just spiritual. I sympathetico. And I felt like Sabine and Hera were always going to be the ones to deal with Thrawn, and they they didn't really. Thrawn just kind of all just kind of ended. So I guess I will an... I will say it did it did just kind of end. But we're talking about things we like. No, that's another nitpicky thing I have. Oh I want to go back to being negative. I hate wow. this. You're gonna have to change I'm your Discord sorry. name back to the new Jake. It's gonna I, have to I know, really. I that... think you you're you're budging for the uh, the permanent Jake. Yeah, I really I'm the new Jasmine. <laughs> hey, there we go. Put on your PJs because you're a permanent Jake. Oh. I, I don't understand. Oh, Put okay. on your PJs because you're permanent Jasmine. <laughs> oh, I understand now. Yeah, I, I have issues with Thrawn. I feel like they really just forgot about him for a few episodes. And then he came back. And then they're like, oh, guess what? Ezra's just going to manhandle you and take you to the outer rim. And you're going to be gone. <laughs> I think that they were very excited to bring Thrawn in and then realized that it's pretty hard to write the smartest guy in the universe if you yourself are not the smartest guy in the universe, <laughs> which nobody is, and it's on a children's show, so there was no really good way to utilize him. So he was like, well, we'll just send him into whatever the next show is and hope we can use him better there. I'm, I'm I will kind say of fine with that, though. I don't know. Yeah, it was fine. I think that it, you know, it wasn't, like, terrible. It just was I'm glad they brought him in the universe and I hope that whatever the next property he's in they can utilize his like, intelligence more. It was kind of funny like right down to the very last episode like it it was you do something to Thrawn. I knew you were going to do that thing exactly. <laughs> which is which is why they had to that have Price take over for a while cuz Price was going to ruin everything and Price is the worst by the way. Mm -hmm. I I'm knew that Price was very going to ruin everything. Can we agree? Can we he all does agree? literally say that. <laughs> that uh, I gotta say, reading that Thrawn book, it did pay off because seeing Price 
get her comeuppance from the former governor of Lothal. Yeah. Uh, was pretty awesome. That, that was, was weirdly good. satisfying. Kind of what's your whistle weirdly. for Thrawn alliances coming up here pretty soon. It regrettably does. And I, <laughs> I can't stand the thought of giving Timothy Zahn more money, but it probably happen. Um, can we I talk want... about the last gosh darn episode? Zuh, Everyone the but Jasmine aren't... can talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about the things that aren't the things that Jasmine doesn't like because but I really wait. just want to talk about Sabine and the Okay, I do, cool. I do. I have one other nitpicky thing, but if I say uh, it, Riley's going to yell at me. Oh, so I want to hear it. Do it. I want to know what it's like to listen to myself on the show. <laughs> How the heck do they survive light speed traveling with all the windows broken and that stupid Star Destroyer? When did that happen? I don't all the windows break because the space whales send the tentacles through the windows. They all smash and they all grab Thrawn and then they shoot in the hyperspace. Oh, you're talking about Ezra and Thrawn. How do they yes. survive? Yes. How are they alive? I Both don't care. I care. <laughs> no yeah, one I don't cares. Care about that. You just made that Kanan and Hera clap again. (laughs) Can I say something? It's literally never been a point of tension that, oh no, if the windows are broken, we can't jump into hyperspace. So it's not like it's a thing that we've ever known. I mean, how how fast are they traveling? I don't care. You're in space. I mean, I'm going to say at least 60 miles an hour. (laughs) Probably. You're still in space for hours. How do you know? It does seem like if you're in space, the window should be closed. I've never been less interested in anything in my entire life than what's happening right now. And I mean this sincerely. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ford Riley's the best Riley. Okay, here. Here's okay. Here's my happy thing. Give me Sabine and Ahsoka adventures. Thank you very much. You don't get what? You don't get them. What? You can't watch. Yeah. You're in trouble. Really? You're not allowed. Really? I'm going to block you on Discord. Yikes. <laughs> that would be amazing. I got to say. Say it. This, well, a lot of things I'd like to say, but apparently I cannot articulate any of my thoughts. The last uh, entire little montage with Sabine was getting me pretty just like not crying, but emotional, sentimental. Seeing Ahsoka as a wizened old mentor, as I believe I am on record in our previous Rebels episode, is saying I wanted her to be, I was pretty psyched. That is exactly what I wanted I that character to become. I was jumping up and down and screaming and clapping, and I was so happy. <laughs> I was absolutely floored by that. It was wonderful to see. And as many people have pointed out now, but what our Star Wars podcast but ways to repeat what other people have said out of your own mouth. <laughs> it, this was all worth it. All this time travely mumbo jumbo was worth any kind of contrivance to get Ahsoka into the post original trilogy era because See, I'll agree. her meeting Luke Skywalker, the potential of that, and having a conversation with him about the flaws of the Jedi that could potentially lead him to make the decisions he makes to go to Acto. That is very interesting. My uh, my theory is Jason Sandula is one hundred percent a a Padawan that uh, oh. solo that Ben kills. One hundred percent. What if he's a knight of Ren? He's going to become one of the Knights of Ren. If one of the Knights of Ren in Episode Nine has green hair and no like <laughs> for no reason. Do you think they were originally called that the Knights of Ren? That bugs me too, but I'm not going to go into it. Were they originally called me. the? Do you think they're originally called the Knights of Jason? And yeah. Then ben 
Ben killed him, and he's like, nah. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Just trying to... Very, I mean, it was you. worth it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited about the future of the show. Can I say, I weirdly liked the like penultimate episode more. I liked the episode where it was just kind of cool, fun, just fist pump moments with all the main characters. Like when Ezra ignited his lightsaber and illuminated all the walls behind him and Sabine's just flying around in a jetpack shooting people mercilessly and wolves are tearing people apart and Zeb just throws a gun on people. I was about to say the like the literal overkill of showing the wolves just tear apart stormtroopers as much as you can on a Disney XD show was kind of <laughs> interesting. That it was a solid five minute of a George Lucas esque montage of just having wolves tear suckers up. I do I kind of say... want a rated R Battle of the Five Armies cut of that fight <laughs> with like blood coming out of the stormtroopers. Oh my gosh. I will say that it wasn't how I expected the series to end, and I'm glad that it wasn't how I expected the series to end. Because I really thought they were all going to die. Yeah, and it didn't feel like a cheat that they didn't die. Mm-hmm. I, it was hard to think of a way that it wouldn't feel cheap, but the universe is a big place, and Kanan died. That that needed to happen. That's we didn't yeah, talk, yeah. the rest of us didn't sad. talk about death, by the way. One yeah. person talked about it. That was About rough. how he used force powers. It was real rough. I mean, his death was... Ugh. I need that to watch... Made... It makes me want to watch Rebels again from the start because I really didn't yes. pay Kanan that much attention. Jake, do you want me to tell you how big of a Star Wars fan I, fan I am? I want to know so bad. I'll tell you what. From the moment I heard the title of this episode, I started to... Which was? The Jedi Knight? Oh, boy. And yes. when I heard the title of that episode... The wood, which turned out to be Cannon's last, I literally started shaking in convulsions and <laughs> crying uncontrollably. Well, that when the episodes Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. Like when what? I saw the title, I immediately passed out and had to go to the real hospital, <laughs> and they had to remove a part of my brain so that I would feel feelings less intensely. Jake, That's how big of a fan that I am. Well, the thing is, when the episode started for me, this is how big of a fan I am. Yeah, let's hear it. They replaced. They took my brain and replaced it with a baboon brain, and the baboon brain got overpowered by my human heart, and the baboon brain started crying so hard that he started throwing feces at the television screen. And I think we should move on, but I do just okay. want to quickly state how big of a fan that I, am, which is that when the episode started, I stabbed my television because at the very thought of losing my favorite cartoon character disturbed me to my core. But it really was. I mean, I think that Kanan's death, the entire last moments of that, from him rescuing Hera, everything down to the end, I would say that matched any of the feels I got from The Last Jedi, save for maybe Luke's final moments. I mean, that was very intense. I don't want to spoil a future episode uh, where we rank our favorite characters, but I'm going to say Kanan made it into my top five characters. Uh, is that, is that this, even an episode we've last... done? Has it been done? No. Oh. I'm just saying, we're probably going to do it someday. Why not? I no, we finally... did. We did on the episode where we like just talked about home break-ins. 
Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And you really did, I think, say the canon. With, yeah, we oh, actually did do this. Oh, and it yeah, will be coming out soon. <laughs> Stay tuned. We did it. I guess I am spoiling something. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Kanan is like in my top five Star Wars point. characters. He's just, he's been really, his his journey from uh, nonchalant, don't really care about anything, including the Jedi or the, or the Rebels, really, in the beginning, to at the yeah. end, still not caring about the Rebels as much as maybe Hera wanted, but still supported the Rebels because of Hera, and and finally accepting his role as as a Jedi. That's a that's a great arc. By yeah, the way, well, first, just kind of casually bringing in the notion that yes, Jedi can love and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he that's was, great. He was I totally it. fine. It's almost like the Jedi were Are stupid. stupid. Side yeah. note. I finished Dark Disciple last night. That's another good Jedi love read. Is that true? I told you. True. I told you. It's so Isaac, good. Isaac, I am legitimately shocked that you ended up reading Dark Disciple. I'm it's, so happy you did. You'll, you'll, Jake, if you read it, you'll like it. That's what I'm. That's my pitch. It's you know what? I don't promise that I will. Read. I need to watch the rest of the Clone Wars. Like I need to rewatch the entirety of the Clone Wars before I read that book because I don't remember Clone <laughs> Wars very well. That's a ask of yourself. It, it really is. You Every time I think to. about Just it, I book. start stabbing my television. <laughs> Just everyone read Dark Disciple now. Sure. Pause the podcast. We'll wait nine hours for you to finish the audiobook and then come back here. I think made it. The biggest thing Rebels has done for me is it made me dislike the Clone Wars more. Like I yeah, always kind of liked there, the Clone buddy. Wars, but uh, it's just I have I don't have much interest to go back and watch the Clone Wars anymore. Definitely not Here's the whole thing. What... I'll go back and watch arcs, but uh, yeah. I think that's my thing too. The, the what what the uh, Rebels the Rebels has that the the Clone Wars did not have is the, I think Rebels has a lot more heart to it, and yeah. I think that's what is appealing to me about. Star Wars these days. It's about family. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough people have pointed that out. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely don't say it on the show every week. Also, are we the first podcast to kind of crack that egg? <laughs> I think, I think we, we should actually one. change the name of our uh, podcast to Star Wars is about family and also this <laughs> podcast is a family. <laughs> and it's okay to be angry at your family when they say dumb things. Oh, I'm very angry at my family tonight. Well, oh my goodness. One Which quarter, one of, my, one quarter of my family. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> is there any other, like, aside from like the really huge last few episodes, which pretty much all of them were, were there any other standout moments this season? i tell you what stood out to me. The wolf saying was, doom. Well, that was something. What stood out to me was um, how they made this really amazing arc for Sabine of her being the wielder of the dark saber. And then she's just like, actually random person. Like that nothing I, I guess happens. Clone Wars. But I don't know. Cause I don't really watch that show. You can have it. And all that cool character development isn't really a thing anymore. Uh, I don't know if Sabine was ever going to be a great leader of the Mandalorians, though. I, I didn't want her to be a leader of the Mandalorian. I mean, but, but if she I, had the I blade, that's her... what she was going to be. Why can't she just have the blade? Because it's really cool looking. Because Mandalorians be are honor bound and tradition bound. I kind of like that we didn't get a resolution with the Mandalorians because it makes me think we will find that out some other time. I could 
not give less of a fart about the Mandalorians and their stoic, boring Game of Thrones vibes they got going on over there. Well, I like the Mandalorians a lot. I know nothing about Game well, of Thrones. The they just seemed a little stoic and boring to me. You're wrong, Jake. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, they have cool armor and a very cool sword. The Mandalorians have a whole, as a whole have an interesting journey. As from, a whole. As a whole. <laughs> have an interesting journey from a extremely like war-obsessed culture to pacifist. Pacifist? To pacifier. Pacifier. To, uh, I don't to know. Firemen. I, they, they have an interesting culture, and you're selling them short, and I'm excited to see what happens with them in the future. Great. Enjoy your Mandalorians, directed by Jon Favreau. Oh man, what if that's what it is? That actually that would be a weird <laughs> fit. I think that's more of your Game of Thrones uh, slavery uh, proponents. <laughs> what? You, you, you know, know nothing about, about the Mandalorians. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I just know that those two guys are doing a show. <laughs> that is true. And the Mandalorians are boring. And are they doing so a movie? Westeros. Mandalorians. Okay. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of it first, but you know what? There can only be one. That's why we're a family. We share. And it's okay to argue with your family. It's okay. So, Star Wars is the wolves family. are just like wolves that have the force in like... But are they real? I, they are the force, I think. They are Lothal. Ugh. Oh. But the Lothal isn't worse. What? This is like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle yeah. is a square. I, I, don't, I, don't, I see I don't, what you're saying. What? Like they disappeared into the ground. I don't know. The force is are. the wolves, and the wolves are the fall, and the they can also, the force. I'm not, not feeling that. These are also wolves that can instantaneously go from one side of the planet to the other. Mm-hmm. It's a convenient trick that science only wished they could harness. <laughs> Did you it's almost like it's a 22-minute show, and it needs to like it can't show us their 12-hour journey across the planet no, or something I like that. I demand a second-by-second second breakdown of their journey. No, really? No, no. I was just I was legitimately curious because I have a small brain, and I often watched it um, on my small phone on my lunch break at work, and so I don't think I understood the wolf concept all that well other than the fact that they were very visually appealing it's called a smartphone on a small phone <laughs> hmm i just don't i just think they're another thing we don't really need an answer for are they low oh, I like that. are they wolves whatever they are they were i mean ezra himself says it they're not really on the rebel side they're on lothal's side so i think if you know if ezra and the crew had been doing something counter to what they wanted much like the force if you do something counter to what it wants then it's not going to support you. But as long as you're doing what it wants, it's going to be there to help you. Can I say one last thing about Rebels? Yes. You know, I'm saying my piece about Rebels and forever hold my pieces. Let's I, all say our piece. I do find it interesting that Rebels started out as perhaps the most like straightforward Star Wars like adventure, basically since A New Hope, especially the first season. And it was just like adventures with a crew of a ship. And by the end of it, you literally had one of the characters on a maybe physical, maybe not bridge between worlds, literally. 
and, and you're just exploring the force in ways that I enjoyed a lot, but it was really weird. Like the tonal shift of this show where it started out in one place and where it ended up was absolutely not that. Yeah. I'm into that. Let's all say our piece. I'm into the variety. Who's saying their piece now? Riley. Riley doesn't want to hear my piece. So yeah, your piece well, sucks. Riley can say his first so then he can't <laughs> say anything about yours. This is the story of a girl, the story of a girl who cried a river drowned the whole world. But, also, she looks so I cried a river when Kanan died. That was like, that that was... Um, the Euphrates up in here? It, that moment was as emotional Star Wars has made me as any as any moment, and I'm including Luke's final Whew. actions. I mean, Kanan... Okay. Kanan has become one of my favorite... Don't talk during my piece. <laughs> This is Rayleigh's piece. Sorry. Jasmine has really... I, I, I didn't know that I had a Dark Disciple. This show has been such a great story, whether or not you have little nitpicks about how things work or what. I think it's told a, a great, cohesive story from the start with characters that I like, um, even ones that I thought started very weak with Ezra turned into characters that I that I really enjoy. And those that... Um, that I didn't expect to love, I I really did when in ones like Kanan and, and Hera. And it was just it's been a fun journey overall. I like the show. That it has its ups, it has its downs, like any show, but overall it's it's up there with my favorite Star Wars media. That's my piece. I'm done. Goodbye. Good piece. I'm hitching to hear uh Jasmine's war as opposed to Riley's piece. Oh my gosh. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be that negative. I I do think. I think we got a good Star Wars story out of Rebels. Like, there's stuff that I nitpick and don't necessarily like, and I think it could have been written better. But all in all, the show felt like Star Wars, and it had great big moments in it. And I really do want to go and watch it over again because it's been a while since I've watched the first couple seasons. And I feel like I'm just going to like it better every time I watch it now. So I'm not, I'm not going to be too mean. It's okay. I, I, I like Rebel. I, I like the characters. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> We're just letting you go. I'm just, I don't, I'm, I don't want to keep talking. I'm scared now, Riley. I, I think you did a good job. <laughs> My piece I, I i'm really with riley on this one i i love rebels a lot <laughs> and i uh it really is up there with some of my favorite star wars media i think that i loved the first season for being so fun and adventury like isaac said and i love the show for how experimental it was willing to get and it kind of as just a show front to back was able to it was able to kind of mirror what uh old canon did what the extended universe did it was occasionally kind of fillery but occasionally and occasionally really weird and goofy but occasionally really emotionally resonant and cool and exciting and as good as anything else in star wars and that is quite an achievement and it is the uh it's better than the clone wars 
and for the listeners at home, there is a pun war happening in Discord, and it's very, very discouraging and difficult to, to read that and talk at the same time. Our last Rebels episode we did, I think we were all really happy with that conversation and how well we articulated a pretty deep discussion of that show, and this one was pretty bad all around, and uh, I won't apologize for it because it was free. You didn't have to listen to it, and you didn't. I thought nobody it was great. Does. Well, what you're talking about? I thought it was a. I, I had a lot of fun recording it. <laughs> I had a lot of fun listening to Riley lose his mind. That's always a joy. Um, but we're not I done see, yet. I think he. I think he still muted me. I think he's muted himself. I can hear you. Um, so I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> he muted himself so he can just scream. Was that uh, was that General Hugs there, Isaac? No, it's a different British person from Star Wars. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, that is a line. I was thinking. They didn't. Never mind. You know what? You know I'm what? Tired. <laughs> me too. We got a uh, blast off announcement, don't we? Don't we? So here's the thing. Uh, if you listen to all of this episode, you are a true fan. And uh, you know what? We're we're pretty big fans. I don't know if I would listen to this whole thing. So good for you. And uh, nobody's talking. Seems to be a running theme when I host an episode now. <laughs> Nobody jumps in and rejects. There's no, there's no fun banter anymore. It's just hanging me out to dry. So, Isaac, we had a winner of the five-way blast-off. Describe what happened. We truly did. You know what? We, uh... We're out of time. In, in, and we have to... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> In true uh, underdog fashion, a uh, a competitor rose up. We we never specified that the winner of the five way blast blast off had to be one of the five contestants in the five way blast off. Ah, uh, in fact, I think on our what was the last one that came out? That would have been the prequel <laughs> one with my wife. Oh that yeah, was the one. and I think that we said prequel that all anyone had to do to win the five way blast off. Which, if you don't know what that is, don't worry because it's ending right now. Um, <laughs> all you had to do was, in any way, on email and Twitter, acknowledge that you cared about our lives. Exactly. <laughs> and there was a person who did that, and that person was someone who goes by the name of Indiana Jim. Which is interesting that uh, someone who's such a fan of Indiana is listening to an Ohio podcast. I'm surprised that our signal even reaches that far. Yeah, you know what? By and large, it doesn't. Our, our signal reaches. Very close range and very far. We have listeners in Italy, in Germany, and in Indiana. <laughs> and that's and, about as far as it goes. And, and Columbus. And Columbus, where we record. And Philadelphia, Shanberg. Oh, hey, you know what? Hopefully Philadelphia is put back together. Let's, hey, let's make Philadelphia great again. Mappa. I think Shanberg would agree with that sentiment. Um, and uh, anyway, so Indiana Jim, he swept in there. And, you know, we had a last-minute big play from Dark Knight DG. Do you want to recap that? <laughs> he mostly just tried to make us all feel guilty, and it didn't work. So is that – Oh, I disagree. Do You you don't remember what he did with Mark Hamill? Oh, I forgot about that. You see, that's how involved I am with Dark Knight DG's life. I'm, I'm sorry, Dark Knight DG. I apologize. Wow. I tried to kill If he was having a personal five-way blast-off – to see if somebody cared about his life. You just devastated him. <laughs> I am Dark Knight DG estated. 
Jacob. Well, that didn't help up. anything. <laughs> what did he do with Mr. Mark Campbell? Dark Knight DG, he tried to get Mark – he tweeted at Mark Campbell and in to add to the humiliation, if you're not aware, Mark Campbell responded just about anything. Doesn't take a lot to get Mark Campbell to respond to a tweet. And all Dark Knight DG says is, hey, I'll win something called the five-way blast off <laughs> if you acknowledge the existence of this tweet. Uh, Graham off talking is the thing that exists. That's all that – and all Mark Hamill had to do was tweet one emoji, like a thumbs up or something. And it would have been the greatest day of all of our lives. And it didn't work. Instead, some random guy named Indiana James came in. And, and you know what that means? He's a winner. <laughs> I was going to say, from, from henceforth, until a new Blastoff winner reveals himself or herself, we uh, shall now have, love to have a herself. Exactly. But Indiana Jim is the only fan that shall be mentioned on the illustrious podcast we call Grand Moff Talking until further notice. So, Indiana Jim, congratulations. You are the only name that shall be spoken on this show. And you know what? I actually called him Indiana James, and that's kind of a more formal name, and I think he's a winner. But I think we should treat him with a little bit of respect. I think Indiana James, what we should call him. Oh. Absolutely, Indianapolis James or Blastoff James. <laughs> oh, in Indie Jimmy Blastoff. Indie Jimmy Blastoff. <laughs> sure. What is happening? Well, Riley is so checked out. He's just playing the guitar. I didn't even know he was still here. Honestly. Yeah, he's such a non-factor on our show these days. It's, it's hard he to. He uh... really hates me. Riley, <laughs> can I can I open up my first apology corner? And say I'm sorry. This is uh, not on this next... episode because you know what? I don't want to make a theme for you to have that. That's apology not how apologies corner. work. Oh, apologies okay, happen okay, the episode okay. after the bad thing next is said. Next episode. Next episode. And by the way, the I next episode. my apology corner. The, the next episode will not have it, it nor will the next. Like, oh, that's three. right. <laughs> the next three episodes <laughs> won't have it because we've already recorded them. The next episode will be a month from now. <laughs> oh, so the next. So look forward to that, guys. In one month, in the month of April, enjoy an apology <laughs> for tonight. <laughs> My very first apology ever. Jasmine, you know what I, would love? I would love it if Jasmine recorded an apology on her phone and we tacked it on to the beginning or whatever the next episode is. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's the RPG one. That one should stand alone. Yeah, that, that one might stand alone. Okay. And let's end on that this. note, it's bi- well, for another week, this has been a uh, emergency broadcast. Which you can tell by the urgency and tightness of the recording. Uh, by Graham off talking. It was delicately curated, long form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly and weekly arguments by the question soothing questions of your host, Riley. Look, meundies.com slash GMT <laughs> promo code talking. Uh, Jasmine. Uh, the new permanent Jake. Uh, Jake, that's me, thriftbooks.com, starwars.com. Uh, Star Wars Oxygen on Rebel Force Radio and Podcast Network. <laughs> Promo code The Soundtrack Show. And Isaac. Uh, thanks, Terry. You're welcome, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Uh, bye. Oh, bye. That was not <laughs> Alright, let's
let's do our silence. Changed. Okay, let's do our silence. Are we doing our silence? Let's. Hey, let's do let's our silence. Hey, I think <laughs> we should silence, personally. I agree with Jasmine that we should do our silence. Okay, let's do the Agreed. silence in three, two, one. Are we Black silencing silence. one? <laughs> okay, no, let's really get this silence. Um, is somebody like slamming car doors and stuff? Yeah, in that's the background. Okay, that's right. I promise I'm not. It might have been me. I'm sorry. I was looking for notes. Were they oh, inside well. of cars? <laughs> I got I was, notes right here. Oh, <laughs> I was moving. Welcome oh. to the bloopers. Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> Okay. Can I tell you how disturbed I am that we have Ooh, two uh, other uh, people? Uh. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> disturbed. Disturbed. <laughs> uh, we Ooh, have a couple uh, people uh, uh, online that could be listening in, and they're not. That's disturbing that's true. to me. Should we talk about what we're gonna do first? Are we just doing yes. rebels? We're just talking rebels, what... I think. Okay. Brief, brief news gun rage is mentioning. The fact that John Favreau is directing a thing or something. Yeah, that's fine. Let's keep it. Okay. We also keep this too. one tight, though. We're gonna keep it tight because I gotta yeah, yeah. edit it before Sunday. We can do it. Counter I, I counter counterpoint. Mm -hmm. Oh, counterpoint. <laughs> Not don't keep it tight. We have, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> is there we an actual counterpoint? If we call it okay, though. here's an actual thing I've been wanting to do, just as an experiment. Is I want to name maybe not this episode, but the next episode, the Last Jedi free online download, <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like that is the only way that will get people to listen to it, and like just name every title like full Rebels season four download free. Oh my gosh! Zip file. It's so a then... podcast. Anyone who falls for that is the dumbest person. Well, here's what they do is they click on it. They're like, oh, there's a podcast. But wait a minute. That description's charming. And the name Grandma Talking is funny. I'm going to download it. Um, I don't have high hopes for it, but whoever's opened that bag have... of chips yeah. might agree. It's not me. I'm going to wait. And I think that from the very beginning, the thing I really like. <laughs> well, we have, we have a guy in Discord. Who just joined us? Oh, a new Discord member. We, we got a new Discord George member. Lucas. Hi. It, is, it is our old friend George Lucas. George Lucas is in the Discord. It's a pretty yeah. It's big stuff. That's exciting. Wait. George, for the record, spelled G E R G E. Last oh, name L U C A S S. He's got a great uh, image for his profile picture. Which is just the defaults. Discord image. George Lucas. No, it's zoomed in George Lucas face. Oh, not on my computer. It's not. <laughs> I can't Me, wait I... to see more. This is what Riley thinks of my. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. I'm so excited now, he's here. I want I want Riley to remember that he is the one who wanted to keep it tight. I so that I have listen. Look, yeah. here's me typing, and I'm not in control. <laughs> well, I, I'm intrigued. But anyway. Anyway. 
<laughs> George Lucas is an American treasure. It's one of the great inventions of the 21st century. Two. Right now. Ezra, I, I've been drinking out of this flask. Now, Ezra. Which end? <laughs> well, the end where no alcohol comes out, so I'm actually totally fine. <laughs> that guy's been drinking out of the wrong end of the flask. 